Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. This week, we welcome Thursday drummer Tucker Rule to the podcast. Tucker has a new band called LS Dunes, who released their debut LP, Past Lives, on November 11th via Fantasy Records. Tucker talks about the connection between skateboarding and getting into music, Thursday's early days, how he spent the pandemic, and the origins and excitement for his new project, LS Dunes. Past Lives is on my list of favorite records of 2022, so make sure you give it a spin. Tucker is the only podcast for this Thanksgiving week and for the rest of the year as we travel through the holiday season. There will only be one new episode of As the Story Grows a Week until the new year. If you jumped off Twitter like so many people have, you can join the podcast on Discord or on Substack with our mailing list. Links to both will be in the show notes. If you'd like early access to each episode and more goodies like stickers, bonus podcast episodes, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Enjoy this week's chat with Tucker Rule from Thursday and LS Dunes. I'm not afraid to try. How are you? Is this is this video or non-video? Non-video. You don't need it. Oh, sick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Some I don't for- mind. I don't mind being on the video. It's just I hate holding the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's that's the worst part about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's it going? I already know I look like hell, so it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> like really. uh, it's going well. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. You're out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's touring been? It's been good. I'm, uh, it's funny. I'm currently uh, standing outside the bus, which is on fucking Skid Row. So nice. We're, we're, we're in LA right now and they're literally near Skid Row. So it's real it's sketchy. Real sketchy. <laughs> that's, that's why you joined a band, right? For exactly. Yeah. For because sketch. it's glam- glamorous. Right. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. I feel like it was not that long ago thursday quit and decided not to be a band anymore and then you never stopped touring <laughs> well yeah i mean we we we, we kind of went on a hiatus you know it was never never the end yeah you know, we never we never were like you know writing it off forever it was just you know we we needed some time away to uh to remember what we loved about it yeah yeah <laughs> how is uh how's the tour been so far <laughs> it's been great you know it's it's uh it's it's been fun you know we're playing full collapse front to back which is which is great people people still show up for that record so it's you know we're having fun if people are having fun you know what i mean yeah yeah full collapse was like a wild time because i i had um the waiting uh waiting on cd and i remember seeing the video for car crash on mtv2 or whatever and i was like how how did this happen and that whole era where like you guys and thrice on like mtv i was like what how did this happen <laughs> believe me we were in the same boat uh, like, how the fuck did this happen so. yeah yeah it was like the right time i think somebody was talking about at the drive in the other day and it was like at the drive and broke up uh but they paved the way for like thursday as like this quirky post-hardcore thing that could thrive in the mainstream 
For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, let's go back. Uh, let's just uh, talk about what got you into music. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, skateboarding for sure. Skate- yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely, you know, as a little kid, I liked music, you know what I mean? But I, we weren't like a musical family. Like we weren't playing records in the house. So, um, it's kind of when I discovered skateboarding and, and reading like Thrasher magazine and trans world skate that I, that I kind of discovered, um, this like subculture of, of like punk and, and, you know, cause I, I loved like Motley Crue and, and Guns N' Roses and all that shit. But I also like skateboarding got me into like, like, uh, Del the funky homo sapien and mm. all the hieroglyphic stuff and, and public enemy and all kinds of stuff. So I, I really got into, uh, like punk and, and rap at a young age because of how much I love skateboarding and skateboard culture. Nice. What drew you to drums? Um, when I, when I would go to shows, I, you know, I grew up going to hardcore shows, you know, yeah. I went to my first, first show at age of 14. My mom actually dropped me off and it was a bouncing soul show. And it was, uh, I just remember being drawn to watching the drummer. I just really liked watching the drummer. I, I, you know, I always thought guitars were cool. You know, everybody goes for the singer, but for some reason I was just really drawn to watching the drum. I think it's because I grew up like an athlete. You know what I mean? I was, I played football, baseball, basketball, you know, wrestled, you name it, I did it. So seeing that, you know, drums is super physical and, and I just was really drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, skateboarding and music end your uh, athletic career? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. 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 As, as soon as I, you know, kind of got full into skateboarding, I was like, you know what? Fuck sports. <laughs> fuck, fuck teams. Fuck all that shit. You know? Uh, yeah. It was, it was the same way. I was like into martial arts and the once I discovered punk rock, it was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to go to shows. And... Well, totally. I mean, like it's, it's great because like, I feel like sports growing up, it kind of teaches you how to play as a team, you know, yeah. that's being in a band, your, your band is your team. And then, skateboarding you know it's it's you and the board so it's individual and that's that's practicing drums for me you know what i mean just me and the drum kit so i think that it, it coincides uh pretty pretty well in a way because i i feel like to be a band member you need to be a good teammate you know yeah. and and to be in a band you need to be a, a, at least a decent player and and be able to practice and show up prepared and i feel like skateboarding you know repetitive going you know trying to land a 360 kickflip you know 37 times uh and not making it and finally landing it you know i feel like you you get good at that practice and that repetitive repetitive thing you know How did uh, Thursday get started? Uh, so myself and and uh, one of my best friends, Tom Keeley, who plays guitar on Thursday, we went to high school get together, and we would go to all these shows together. We would skate together, and um, we just decided one day that we were going to start a band with our with uh, our friend Mike Fullington, my friend Brandon Wall. We all went to high school together, and uh, I was supposed to sing. 
and my friend Mike was supposed to play drums, but he sucked at drums and I sucked at singing. So we kind of swapped and we, we played one show um, at a, our friend Tor's house, which was, you know, it's fine. Um, and then we went to college and Tom and I kept, kept writing together a little bits here and there. We, we had the, the bones for a song called This Side of Brightness and um, we showed it to Tom went to school with Jeff at Rutgers and uh, Tom showed the song to Jeff. Jeff was like, Oh, I want to come. I want to come like jam with you guys. So, and then, and then we also had a friend, Tim. So Tom asked him and Tom asked Jeff. Then Jeff asked Tim <laughs> and Tim said, no, I'm doing this other thing with this guy, Tom, not realizing it was the same band. So there was like a real love, there was a love <laughs> triangle there. Sorry to confuse everyone here, but there was a love triangle there and, and they didn't know they were being asked to be in the same band. So then they all showed up, my, up at, at my house and we, you know, gelled pretty quickly. Nice. Nice. That's right. Where did the name come from? Um, I don't know. I feel like at the time, I, one of the hardest things in life that I've found is uh, naming a band. Sure. Uh, because all bands, you know, there are a lot of bands in the world. And a lot of names are already taken. And, you know, you can go through the dictionary and try to put two, three, four words together. Chances are all those words are taken as well. So um, we were trying to come up with something uh, that was, you know, kind of not emo. You know what I mean? Like all these bands had these, you know, long names and, you know, it kind of sounded like a scene, you know, like, oh, this is a metal band name. You know, this is a whatever. We wanted something that, that kind of was truly nondescript and uh thursday was one of the things that that came up that you just wouldn't know what the band sounded like if you just saw the name you know? yeah yeah what was uh influencing you guys uh musically <clears throat> i mean obviously you know you named at the drive-in like that was a great great band uh mm -hmm. influence for us but you know i think that you know growing up listening to bad brains and 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 you know kind of loving the, the, the cure um i just uh, any punk any punk punk band that was around that time usually influenced us so we 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 ran the gamut of, of all that stuff yeah yeah we won't talk about uh victory and how shitty they were but when you guys made that jump to island and like the major label scene like what was that like for you guys is like this post-hardcore emo like band on a major <laughs> Um, it was, it was strange. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we all ever set out to be, you know, uh, a, a mainstream rock band or, or a band on a major, major label. It's just the only way to get out, away from our situation was to join a major. So that's what we did. And we felt that Island Def Jam was, was, uh, not only the coolest, but the best people, you know, yeah. so they kind of understood what we were doing and, and, you know, it, it's just always great to see that little island logo on the bottom of your record you know i just always i remember you know growing up seeing that so um it, it was wild man like we got a lot of backlash for people being like you sell out it's like <laughs> well no you know we're just trying to make music for you you know uh -huh. and this is the only way to make music for you yeah if we it, you know it's either we fucking break up or we go to a major so you know it, it took a while for people to fucking get that through their heads um that like listen we're 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 out nine months out of the year we're trying to fucking make a living too you know so if that's what selling out is then i guess all of you sold out right and it wasn't like you came out and like 
you know, Jeff got kicked out or something or like auto-tuned his voice or some shit like that. Like it was still Jeff, like slightly off key screaming, just full of emotion on those records. Well, yeah. And there, there was always the, la- the label being like, well, where's the single? And it's like, well, this is a collection of songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't write singles. Yeah. Do you feel that now more days, especially with this new project, LS Dunes, where things are so like single centric with streaming? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think because of, uh, where, what, where we came from, you know, I, I think that we, we just kind of write what feels good to us and what feels cool. And I definitely, you know, like, especially with Dunes, it's like, you know, we just want this band to be cool, you know, yeah. and we feel cool when we play these songs and, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I love, I fucking love this band. Yeah. I love it. I love, I love Thursday too. And I, but I, I really do fucking love the dudes so yeah um i don't think we felt any pressure because no one knew what was happening right like literally literally no one knew that we were even writing music you know so no one knew that the band existed so we had no pressure and, and uh, to be honest with you it started out as just writing a collection of songs nothing you know maybe releasing a song here releasing a song there you know and then and then by by the end of having like i don't know 15 songs we were like oh shit this this maybe we should put out a record. This sounds like a record. So we didn't, we didn't like say, Oh, like the record needs this kind of song because there was no record. Was it weird to find like that punk and like quote unquote emo had moved into this like mainstream universe by the time you guys really hit it big? Um, uh, was it weird? I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah, because w- I I didn't necessarily hear the music as as worldly accessible, you know. But I also yeah. know that there are enough people that feel like they don't fit in somewhere. You know what I mean? So if if that's what if you know if that's what gave people a place to 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 fit in and and feel a sense of community then then you know i'm really proud of that how was uh the covid lockdown for you obviously like it gave you time to be at home and like be a dad but like what was that experience overall like um i don't know It, it was it was terrible for for most people but um i have to be honest like you know i gave my my wife and I had our daughter on, on the 27th of March, 2020, and I had just moved into our new house. So we, we were, we were lucky, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be able to, to have, have a baby during that. And I was able to be home and, and foster a relationship with, with, with my daughter, because normally I'd be, you know, home and then leave for tour right away. So, yeah. um, th- that was honestly, uh, a blessing in disguise. Also, you know, I, I taught myself how to record. I built a studio in my garage, taught myself pro tools and how to record drums, bought myself all these mics and shit. Um, and then started a fucking band. So I, I, and I did a bunch of records over that. I did the Jim Ward, uh, daggers record from yeah. my garage. And I did, uh, the new Sparta record from my garage. So, you know, I, I felt like you could either sit on your ass and do nothing or or get more motivated than ever you know and and being a dad and 
putting my daughter to sleep at noon for a two hour nap. That's when I would go out to the garage and I would fucking cram in every single possible thing I could think of, whether it be writing or, or practicing or, or, or whatever, just trying to get better at, at my craft, you know, just preparing for the world to open up again. Let's let's talk about LS Dunes. Uh, how this project get started? You you started this uh, over COVID. Yeah, yeah. So my manager and I were talking about you know just what we were gonna do, and and uh, you know I had I had mentioned that I wanted to do like uh, some sort of cover band at one point because you know uh, all these emo nights were popping up and they were just it's just djs playing the songs and kids are going nuts for it and i was like man it'd be cool to start like a live version of that you know just for fun just to you know fly out to vegas and do a you know a, a, a fucking emo night or something like that you know or a punk rock night whatever it may be and yeah. that quickly fizzled because covid hit so uh i was then like well you know i still want to start a band i still want to like write with frank and and write with tim or you know thursday's bass player ls dunes bass player um and then you know we kind of got travis involved and uh you know quickly travis sent a riff uh which turned into a song called antibodies um and then we sent a, a batch of songs to anthony and funny enough the first song that we wrote was the first song that he decided to sing over unprompted so um as soon as I heard the vocals back for that, and I think we, we all, when we all heard it, we, we knew that this was a real thing. Where did the name come from? You can talk about naming bands is hard. Yeah, you know, it's impossible. So we, we kind of went back and forth for, for a couple months, you know, as we were writing. And, you know, it was unnamed for, for a while because, you know, we, we, we knew we had something sick. You know, we were like, okay, this band is, is really cool. We really love it. And we needed a name that kind of, encapsulated all that and that was a that was a really tough tough thing because we weren't just naming it as a joke you know what i mean like we're, we're like okay this is real um so dunes came up um and it just had the right imagery for us and we liked the word and we liked the way it sounded and and um anthony kind of uh i remember sitting on my peloton uh fucking doing a shitty fucking spin class <laughs> and um and anthony was like what if we what if we named it like, what if we did like something to do with LSD, like LS Dunes? And everyone's like, oh, sick, LS Dunes. That's kind of <laughs> cool. And, and it kind of goes along with like R.L. Stein or T.S. Eliot, you know, yeah. kind of like an author's name. So we kind of liked the, that it looked like an author's name and um, as if it were a book or a piece of art. So um, it, that stuck. And that very quickly, quickly without a doubt, was uh, unanimously uh, accepted. Nice. What led you guys to uh, Fantasy? It's such an uh, interesting label for the band, it feels like. Uh, well, that's the thing. Um, this record was made uh, non-conventionally. And I feel like, you know, we could all, we, 
we're lucky. We're really, really, really lucky that all of our bands do pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. But we didn't want to rely on a built-in fan base. You know what I mean? Because that's just, you know, we don't know who's going to like this record. You know what I mean? We, we hope people do, but we also wanted to reach a, a broader audience. And, and I think that fantasy is, is one of those things that's like a, I feel like it's a, it's a kind of a musician's label. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of like really good, great players. And I think we strive to not only be a great band, but individually great players as well. Um, so, uh, fantasy was just the right choice and 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 since we signed with them any idea we have they let us um you know they either help us to articulate or just let us uh, run free like for the for example like you know when it came to choosing a cover i was like hey my best friend gordy has this painting and we want to use this and they were like okay sick like let's roll with it you know what i mean like so they didn't shoot down any of our ideas they kind of trust us and and trust us to trust the process yeah yeah, the title of the record, Past Lives, is that something Anthony came up with? Or? No, that's something that Tim came up with, our bass okay. player. And that was initially a title of one of the songs uh, that was in, in demo form at the time. And, uh, you know, that, that name kind of was almost the title of the band. Uh, you know, and then, and then I think it, Anthony did have the idea to be like, I think we should call the record Past Lives. Nice. Nice. You guys uh, made your live debut at Riot Fest. What's the response been so far? I mean, it's it's tough to escape the collection of all the individual pieces, right? Like, well, uh, yeah that that was our first show, and it was it was uh, the response was ridiculous. Uh, still still blown away by it, and we played it one after one in the afternoon, and we had a packed packed house, uh, if you will. So I think that that was, you know, kind of unexpected. You know, I remember being on the bus before we played and I was like, oh man, what if there's only like 47 people out there? <laughs> like, maybe that's a good thing because we're still learning these songs, you know, because mm -hmm. we never really played together. We only had like one, maybe two rehearsals before Riot Fest. So, and that was, I, I would say we've been in the same room together playing these songs maybe five times wow. throughout the writing process and the rehearsal process. So, you know, we were kind of nervous to play songs that people never heard in front of them because we, like again going back to our other bands and how lucky we are to be in these other bands that are um you know that do, do pretty well it's like people sing these songs back to you you know what i mean people know the lyrics to thursday songs and my chem songs and circa and coheed um so when you're up there playing these brand new songs and people are just watching you it's very stressful because you have to play well yeah you know and you have to play with conviction and and when when you know these songs are brand fucking new so th there was a little bit of stress, but, um, you know, we all trust each other as players and, and, and show up prepared. So, um, that was, we were really fortunate, uh, to, to have such a large crowd at one in the afternoon. comes out november 11th then uh you'll be done touring with thursday then you're hitting the road with ls dunes you guys are on tour through november and then to europe uh in january what's what's the future hold this doesn't seem like a, a just like one-off covid project 
No, no, no. I mean, there's going to be a lot of days where we, we all do double duty. You know what I mean? Like, so we, I'm, a, I'm on a Thursday tour right now. I have about 10 days off after this and we start the Dunes tour. And then I have one day off and I go right back on a Thursday tour with Cursive doing full collapse. You know, it's just, this is, this is what it's like to hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, we, we're all, we're all down to hustle no matter how much success we have or we don't have, you know, we, this is a full-time band and we want to bring it as wherever it will go. It's kind of like this record and this music will choose where we end up not to sound corny, but you know, yeah, we we've done, we've done all the, all the work, uh, in the shadows, you know, and now, and now we'll see where it takes us. But, you know, we, like I said, you know, riot fest, Frank did double duty that day. He opened it and he fucking closed it, yeah. you know? And then, you know, we've got a couple things coming up. Um, you know, we're also doing a show in Mexico, um, with, with my chem. So he, again, we're opening it and closing it, you know, he's closing it. So it's, 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 it's crazy, but you know, if you're willing to work and you're really, you know, willing to put in the time, and that's that's what we're willing to do so yeah yeah i just clicked on the uh baltimore date that shows sold out so seems like uh people are stoked for this tour <laughs> yeah yeah which but, again is crazy you know because we're just we're just a couple of guys that got together to write write some songs and um we we really loved what we did so you know we're hoping that that translates to other people now yeah yeah thursday finishes this full collapse have you guys talked about new music in the future or is it just like enjoying playing what you've already done together i think at this point we're just enjoying playing you know what i mean yeah. like we're all real busy you know jeff's got no devotion steve does a, t a ton of film work uh you know so we're all just kind of enjoying uh what we created you know what i mean and and, and living in this world where people still want to hear these songs so um there's no plans uh for anything but that doesn't mean that nothing will happen you know what i mean like we're, yeah. we're still we're still down to tour and, and and work hard so yeah yeah you guys been playing with uh norman a lot how's uh it been playing with just different people it's great man like we we've, we've kind of got a little collective going here and that's kind of what we always dreamed of you know if some people can't make it on the tour we have close friends that are willing to, to come in and, and and fill in and, and such and you know like I'll help out with no devotion, you know, on the drums here and there, you know, like we'll bring, we'll bring Jeff out to do an acoustic, you know, shows at some point, you know what I mean? Like, so we're, we're, we're all, we all work together. We're all our best, our best cheerleaders, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that means a lot that, you know, there's no competition 20 years later, you know, we're able to do separate projects all together. Yeah. Yeah. Over the course of COVID, I don't remember if this happened during COVID or after, but you were involved, uh, indie drummer collective uh what's the status of that uh that's still that's still alive and well you know it's it's hard for me to do any of it these days because of being away but um yeah they post something every month and and i gotta be honest that was a that was a big highlight of the of the pandemic for me as well uh yeah. was aaron uh calling me to be a part of that because it's just a lot of fun to to play music and 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 I was never into playing cover songs or whatever, you know, or, mm -hmm. but I, I really enjoyed the process of, of figuring out how to do that and, and, and just having fun playing drums and playing somebody else's song and kind of put myself in their shoes and trying to be true to their art, you know? So I, I had a lot of fun doing that and it, it brought a lot of joy to, uh, to all of us. We have a fucking Slack channel. That's like a hundred something people on it. It's fucking <laughs> insane. Awesome. I had awesome, to mute man. it at one point because it kept <laughs> buzzing. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen along, and the wheels are turning, and I started a song. What good word, and I'm gone. Oh, as the story. Just attack